the amount of knowledge that Vane is expressing here is very impressive because like a lot of that probably had to be her own work. I doubt that it was coming from other people. This was just her experiences at this point, or it was mostly Frey's experiences, which, you know, she paid Frey for that. Or maybe Frey <laughs> paid if you want to get technical. <laughs> she frayed um, for it. All right. So, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 121. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hitch. And let me tell you, it's a hot one. What, you're talking about global warming? <laughs> I'm just talking about the weather. And nothing to do with the fantasies I have about the story that we're about to go to. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> we need- Where are the authorities when you need them? This man has a podcast. <laughs> so, but- Someone help my boy Ryan. He needs an adult. <laughs> oh, he Adults needs a listen milk. to housekeeping. Housekeeping up top. <laughs> um, you can listen to us everywhere. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info. Email us at podcastcore at gmail.com. Remember, that's C-O-R. Follow us on all the platforms, but specifically threads, because we have that now. So you can find us on threads at podcastcore. Um, if you just type in casuals room terror, it should pop up. And then leave a like, comment, short review. We want to hear back from you. But the easy way is to tell a friend to never falter by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. Never falter, even if it means throwing your own humanity away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you've listened to our last episode, we talked about Vane. We brought her up finally. And obviously one of the older uh, DLC characters, if you want to call her that. Uh, she has a story, a story that was always good, uh, and that follows a very specific pattern of storytelling, if you know the title of last episode, hint, hint. So this episode, we're going to talk about one of her adventures. This is a solo adventure, um, her going out there and kicking ass. Yeah, like, that is the cool part about Vayne as a character, is that since she is a monster hunter... Runeterra has no shortage of monsters, which means that there are plenty of things for Vane to go hunting, which means there's plenty of things for us to talk about. And I know I know I'm a fan of that. So um, and again, you know, I, I, I'll point I'll point it out later, but it doesn't need much pointing out. I you know, I'm I'm fond of this story for reasons. <laughs> All right. (laughs) (laughs) So the title of this episode is Monsters. The story name is the same. And as always, we like to tell stories in three parts. So part one, we start with Vane having one arrow left and is badly wounded in an open field during a monster fight. Not a good situation, but she's kind of going through her options of how to deal with her predicament. Um, as this monster prepares to bite her head off. So she decides to take her final option, which, although painful, will give her the best chance of success. And we get a little bit of Sakuga here uh, in uh, Batman style. And I'm just going to read what it says because it's pretty sick. It starts with, she shoved her entire arm into its gaping mouth. The creature's razor teeth ripped strips of her skin from her knuckles and arm 
But Vane smiled. She had the beast right where she wanted it. She felt its jaws clench, ready to bite and rip her limb off. She didn't give it a chance. Vane twisted her arm, dragging her wrist bolt launcher across the inside of the creature's gob. Where are we? Where, what, what is this? Gob? Until the silver tip of her final arrow pointed directly at the roof of the beast's mouth. With the flick of her wrist, the bolt tore through the monster's skull, shredding its brain. Hell yeah. You know we love some Sakuga on this show. <laughs> um, and, like, I, I, like, one of the things that I do like about this story is that, like, I, I like to imagine that this kind of picks up post-Sakuga, too. Because, like, this is the climax of the fight. Yeah. And this is happening at the very beginning of the story. Uh, so, you know, you, I know for me, like this kind of brings out like that little bit of childhood wonder because like, I want to imagine like the, the start of this, right? Like the vein luring this creature out to this place. Cause she does mention that she wanted it to be an open area to where the monster couldn't take cover. So it's like, yeah, yet she had to lure him out here. So they're like the chase scene. And, and so like th this brings out like a lot of like the childhood stuff, which is a little rough to say considering that we're talking about dragging a crossbow bolt in the inside of a creature's mouth to shoot through its brain <laughs> rough childhood <laughs> yeah and this is also uh, a point of reinforcement for her experience at this point because she's so calm through all of this the way it's written the way her thought process is she knew taking it out to this meadow was going to remove cover as an option for it but also take away a cover as an option for her to escape if things went bad. But she knew that already, right? It's the whole Batman thing. He's 10 steps ahead of whatever he's hunting. And mm -hmm. even her going through her options of, because remember, Vane isn't a big, uh, physically not a big character as well. So her stuffing her arm in and, you know, her risking her arm because she's not like a buff. She's not a Garen, right? Yeah. I Well, I mean, or like, Jarvan. No, she's not a Sejuani mm -hmm. and she's not a Vi. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not punching first. Like uh, the Batman thing is the most apt thing because this was all planned ahead. And, but like the thing that really speaks to her, her experience here isn't necessarily just the planning because we know from her bio that she was taught how to plan these hunts out very well. Yeah. But for like, we know that this is experience now because at no point was she like, Oh shit. Yeah. No, at every point of this, she's like, perfect. Just the way I want it. Like <laughs> while describing how this monster is going to rip her arm out of its socket. She's like, <laughs> I've got it. I've got this right where I want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> so no surprise, the monster drops dead, but her arm is still stuck in its mouth and the teeth are still sharp. So instead of just pulling her arm out and risking losing fingers, she decides to snap its jaw like a wishbone and slide it out, which I thought this part where she's trying to like, even when the monster's dead, she's planning. <laughs> And this, um, for if you've listened to our bio episode, first and foremost, thank you. But this kind of uh, this kind of speaks to what we got to at the end of her bio, which is the the turn on her psyche to where this is now becoming more pleasurable mm -hmm. than it is just about only revenge, because revenge definitely plays a very large part in this. But yeah. she hates 
any supernatural creature so much that she does derive a bit of pleasure from it. So for like, we get to see that in the description here because like, she's not saying it like a butcher would of like cleaning a carcass around a joint Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, dislocate the joint and break it off to cut here. It's like, no, I'm going to snap this like a wishbone. Like she's, (laughs) she's making comparisons in her mind and making it more enjoyable for her. And we're like, you can see all of that just in this little bit of even the Sakuga, right? Because it's like, oh, yeah, no, it's going to bite my head off. Let me put my arm in there and let me go even deeper. Yeah. (laughs) This, you know, the more Hedge talks, I'm like, wait a minute, is he getting pleasure? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) and he just smiles at me. Okay, so we go into part two. <laughs> and in part two, she now carries the body back to the widow. We get her name, which is Selena. And Selena's described as unnaturally beautiful, uh, although she does have a deep scar on her face from an interaction with this creature we find out was her lover. And Selena begins to grieve in a way you would expect and starts asking, you know, what could have caused this tragedy? And Vane starts to tell her. And this is, you know, tell her the nuances of what we get as Therians uh, or shapeshifters, more commonly known, and the nuances of their behavior. So this is now the expression of the other side of the Batman part is the research and just the general knowledge of what she's hunting. Um, I mean, even The Witcher is a great reference as well, right? Yes. Uh, like, this this is borderline more Geralt territory than it would be Bruce Wayne's. True. Because, like, we... It just for us as readers, we get we get to learn a lot as far as like how what shapeshifters are like in Runeterra. Uh And this is very cool information to learn, not only because we have covered a lot of, you know, fantastical creatures in the show, like covering Vestaya characters like Ari. But, you know, we haven't gone over like a Nico episode yet. And Nico is a shapeshifter. So whether or not. Like Nico is, you know, much like these Therians, or if Nico is just straight up a Therian, it's like no, like we haven't really covered that yet on the show. Which you know, one day we will, we'll get there, we'll get there. But uh, the fact that Vane knows so much about them, and like the little details that she knows about them too, like that is very much like the witcher where you know there's a lot of study that goes into everything and their knowledge is constantly changing right yep. like this isn't anything set in stone this is just what we know um it, it's a it's a great way to express the expertise and impressiveness of the gathering of this knowledge because this is not a world where you go on the internet and go to a Wikipedia page. This is not even a world where you just walk into a library and read a book. This is a place in a specific occupation in which experience has to be passed down and the people passing it down have to survive their experiences to let you know. Yep. And and that's like the scarier thing, too, is because if there's creatures out there that you really don't know a lot about. And and I think this also speaks to Vane's experience, too, here, because uh, one of those creatures that they don't know about is the one that Vane wants to hunt the most, which is Evelyn. And it's like, why don't we know more about Evelyn? Because no one survives it. <laughs> like there's like Vane is one of a very 
select group of few that has even crossed paths with Evelyn and survived to tell it, right? So it it is a very limited pool of knowledge. So the amount of knowledge that Vane is expressing here is very impressive because like a lot of that probably had to be her own work. I doubt that it was coming from other people. This was just her experiences at this point. Or it was mostly Frey's experiences, which, you know, she paid Frey for that. Or maybe Frey <laughs> paid if you want to get technical. <laughs> she frayed um, for it. All right. So, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so she mentions, you know, we're going to give you the high level. She mentions to Selena how they choose their victims, first of all. And then she explains that sometimes there's the aspect of love that for these Therians plays into the actual taste of their victims. She doesn't go too deep into what she thinks the like the science behind it is. Uh, but as she's explaining this, she notices the widow begins to glare at her. And Vane is obviously wary of this because she's getting closer and closer as if she's consoling her. Uh, and then the widow stops crying completely and is just hard staring at Vane. And I, I, I mean, I don't even think that Vane's getting wary at this point because, like, the more that, True. like, the the tone that I get when I'm reading it is that Vane is getting, um, serious, right? Like that, because why we'll, we'll, so serious? Why so serious? And when we get deeper into the conversation, it's like the twist here isn't a twist for Vane at all. So I don't even think that Vane was going into it wary. I think yeah. Vane was just like. And we know from her bio, and we'll get there later in this story too, where uh, Vane in kind of enjoys the idea of killing monsters. So I, I think that like the more that the widow starts closing off and getting more serious, the more serious Vane is getting, and the more serious that Vane is getting, the more pleasure she's getting out of it, which is kind of weird. Yeah, um, <laughs> but that that just speaks to her psyche as a character yeah. at this point. But you know that does take us to the you know the the twist, if you will. You know what I like to say: less Therians, more therapist. That's, that's my <laughs> campaign for Demacia. <laughs> and that's a casual rune terror quote right there. All right, Demacia <laughs> needs therapists. <laughs> So this takes us to our final part of the story, part three. And Vane now close to this woman, uh, but she's kind of attempting now to stand up. Selena, hard staring, is trying to regain her feet, and she notices Vane is gripping the back of her hair, and she's unable to move, and it's keeping her in place. And Vane mentions to her, so after explaining this, she says, he did love you, you know, and he must have been shocked after you bit him. And that part in the story, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, uh, and this this is like a really cool thing. And this is one of the reasons why, like, the you know, the more that we learn about Therians in this, which uh, like that this story is worth reading just to like hear Vane's uh, outlook on Therians, not only as for Vane as a character, but uh, for the world of Runeterra and the yeah. creatures within it. Uh, and this is one of the things that, you know, kind of makes me hesitate whether or not like this is going to have a lot of correlation with Nico because, you know, I don't see anywhere as far as in Nico's story, which we haven't covered on the show, but I'm a nerd. 
Uh, but there's nowhere in the story where Nico's going around biting people, you know, Dracula style yeah. <laughs> to make her clones, right? Like she's just she's just off doing her own thing. Like I'm not I don't need the bodies. So um <laughs> but it is uh like Vane Vane is not caught off guard at all here, right? Like if anyone was caught off guard, it, it's Selena. Because mm-hmm. Selena's like, oh the oh no. She's seen through the mask. Oh, no, she's holding the mask. I can't move. (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, Vane cocks her wrist bolt launcher and asks Selena who turned her into a monster. And Selena, being a monster, um, which obviously usually they're arrogant, says, I'm of my own design. And this could either mean that she's the original or one of the original shapeshifters which is only beneficial for Vane and it sucks that she said that it's, it's like the hubris of a monster right because Vane is already taking pleasure the fact that you tell her you're an OG oh shit so <laughs> Selena then questions how did Vane know while she's trying to shift a pincer so she's like she's doing the interrogation while she's trying to break her cuffs type of thing right and Vane's aware of this yeah the I, I like this because like it we get to see like this part through Vane's perspective, which all that Vane knows is that she's, you know, starts to slide a hand behind her back. Yeah. So like, you know, now like, you know, Selena's trying to like John McClane yep. <laughs> Vane here. Uh, and <laughs> Vane's like, no, I've seen, I've seen Die Hard. All right. Like I've got your yippee Kaye right here. <laughs> um, And, the but again this goes to as far as Vane's abilities because it's like well how did you know and Vane even says the bite marks were on the front of his neck yeah which means that he had to trust and or even be intimate with whoever bit him like because like that's just that is just animalistic nature right like if you don't trust someone you're gonna protect your neck and so the like it. Vain, vain at this point in her story, like she is no longer the apprentice to Frey. She is no longer a monster hunter and trainer, clearly. And this is just, you know, another Tuesday for her. And <laughs> then, you know, and it's like after she breaks down, it's like, no, I am the Batman. You can't fool me. And it's like, oh, yeah. How about you go ahead and use that pincer you're forming behind your back there, John McClane? Yeah, you ain't fooling nobody. (laughs) Yeah, so she presses the bolt against her forehead and dares her to try to attack her before she can release this bolt. And Selena just gives up, retracts the pincer, but asks, like, she wonders why Vane went through all the theatrics. Why all this dog and pony show just for for something you knew ahead of time if you're this good? I want to read these two Vane quotes here. She says, because I wanted to be sure I was right understandable because i wanted you to feel the panic understandable and the fear he felt okay but mainly because it's fun that's sick (laughs) that's the part where you think it's like you had us in the first half (laughs) i ain't gonna lie (laughs) but i mean and this is just showing like that what we caught at the end of vane's bio was important and it wasn't a fluke right like Mm -hmm. vane takes pleasure in killing monsters regardless of how humanoid or how innocent they may be because now we know that the monster at the beginning of the sakuga 
was an essentially a victim. He was a victim of the of Selena's, and he was a victim because he fell in love with Selena. So then it's like, oh well, um most of our fun stories that we grow up with with as kids, we're gonna try to find a cure. Vane has no interest in that. <laughs> no, the moment you transformed, the human in you is gone. Yeah. It's gone forever in Vane's mind. And not only does that mean you have to die, but that means I'm going to have fun killing you too. <laughs> yeah, and at this point, if you're still having trouble understanding what we're trying to say here about Vane's psyche and how important this aspect of it is, a very popular anime, because you guys are nerds like us, Demon Slayer, has a main character who's very earnest and does not take any pleasure in the job he does hunting demons. He does kill them. He does exactly what Vane has to do. But Tanjiro is a character who always has an internal pain and internal conflict and even tries to console them as they pass away. So that's a good counter to what you're seeing here with how Vane interacts with her uh, victims ultimately. Yeah, like I, I've just enjoyed this because you know, going with the anime angle, um, of like with this story, it's basically like Naruto having a conversation oh, with the villain. Swing. And it's like, oh, it, it's it's time to use it's time to use talk no jutsu. Um, excuse me, talk it out no jutsu. And so and this is like the direct opposite of that yeah. right like naruto is like going to try to talk you in, back into the way of the ninja <laughs> vane is just gonna be like no i'm gonna build up some of your hope so that i can watch the fear in your eyes while you die vane's yeah. <laughs> oh <my laughs> twisted yeah so no uh, surprise she fires the bolt and it kills selena instantly drops like a bag of rocks and that's where our story ends so that's the main part we're gonna do a little bit of fun here at the end uh, because Hetch brought up a lot of good points, specifically Nico. So this is the part where we start to think about like the MMO, expansive side story type um, options, where Nico, you could play around with the concept of her interacting with Vane in the sense of, you know, Nico, is it a Vestaya representation? Are Therians a type of Vestaya? But because Vane is in Damasia, she has no knowledge of it. And also Vane is younger um, and doesn't have access to, like she doesn't have friends or family. So there's no one to communicate to that to her. What would that interaction be like? And that could be a story to explore because for the audience, especially if you play the game, Nico's a very fun loving, you know, carefree character that's kind of living her life. But you throw Vane in the mix and you don't know what that does um, to, okay, well, these are technically two good guys on paper. Um, one's more great than the other, but ultimately Vane is killing monsters. But yeah, I think that does bring up opportunities for Riot to explore something that I think people would be interested in. Yeah, because uh, like there, there definitely could be a thing in the MMO where it's like, you know, we, we go down a storyline that actually formulates the differences between shape-shifting Vestaya and the shapeshifters known as Therians and Demacia. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it could be a thing where it's like, oh, maybe it's like an evolutionary thing where these Vestaya got too far away from the first lands. Yep. And now they become twisted they by the petrocyte. Yeah. Well, lose a spiritual connection, but also it's a petrocyte forest. Oh, true. So what if that what if the spiritual connection is connected to magic? And then it's like, oh, they basically lose their sanity yeah. in the petrocyte forest. So then oh, they be act sick like if petrocyte like, had a um, a uh, radiation component to it. 
Oh yeah, like there's a lot of different angles you could take, and um, and you know, we this is a a kind of storyline specifically for Vane mm. that Riot has explored before in the Sentinels of Light because there was a thing of like what would how would Vane react to Cinna? Yeah, and so we got to explore that in that comic. So it's like okay, like Riot. You've already kind of given us a taste of it. So what if we go bigger? Because how cool would it be to do like a Halloween event in an MMO where it starts off as you with as a monster hunter with Vane, and then and then like you get you know kind of uh, like in traveling into like one of the missions and stuff, you get cut off from like the quest givers. Yeah, and the people who help you back is like a shapeshifter and a yordle. And then it's like, oh, hang on, these monsters seem to be sentient. And then it's like, okay, like you learn more about them. And then it's like, okay, bam, pick a side. Like, how cool would that be? You know, MMO players would eat that up too. <laughs> You've just exactly. This is one of the. I mean, we're gonna date ourselves again. Um, oh but no! The, <laughs> uh, a lot of people are probably familiar with the I Am Legend movie but less so with the book that came out in the 50s so i'm going to spoil it um here i'll give you a little bit of time right like hatch does that time is up but the essential story of i am legend is a man who's essentially the last man in his region and everyone else is a evolution version of a vampire but he is the one killing them and he becomes their boogeyman essentially and they become more afraid of him and vain because he decides to, even though they're now forming their own um, societies over time and little communities and neighborhoods, he's killing them indiscriminately as if they're just monsters. He doesn't want to understand them. He doesn't care about this new society. He doesn't want to find his place in it. He just wants to hunt the monsters. And Vane is a representation of that archetype as well. And that was a great twist for the book at the time. And even today, it's a great angle to take, as Hetch just mentioned, with his possible side quest. Yeah, like it's just like that. That is, we're bringing up like you know stories like it because they're good stories to tell. Yeah, and that's the beauty of the world of Runeterra. The beauty of the world that Riot's given us is that there's a lot of things that you could do in it. Um, and I mean, if you take anything away from this, Riot, the the takeaway is just give us the MMO, right? Like. <laughs> Like, damn, I'll I'll sell some of these ideas for a beta key, I swear. <laughs> so the final one that I wanted to bring into as far as a possibility of a story or a quest or whatever is the idea of a monster miscommunication campaign or misinformation campaign in which monsters um, can organize. We've seen this in Runeterra where monsters can organize, they can have their own uh, sentience and effects in the world as a, as a group. So what if there was a case where some bad actors, they could be affiliated with a rose, <laughs> hint, hint, um, manipulated certain historical things, certain, certain events to miscommunicate some information that they knew would get to Vane to have her do something she otherwise wouldn't do, causing a bigger cascading effect, which is something we've seen in history, by the way. We won't get into that, but that would be a cool angle as well, a very in-depth story with lots of fruit. Yeah, no, that no, nothing like that's ever happened in history. <laughs> like, like what? Like the joining of the U.S. in World War One because of a sunken boat? 
<laughs> that the British may have sunk? No. <laughs> Wasn't the Brits. It was the Germans. The Brits told us so. <laughs> And with that, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> no, 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 before you sign us off, before you sign us off here, because I will, That's I funny. would like to, you know, once again, request, I need just, I just need, uh, you know, more talented people than me yeah. listening to this show, because I just want some fan art oh, of where Vane, where Vane decides to like settle down with her new, f- newly found bride, Selena. Uh, and they just live happily ever after. And just get you, you, just you. You guys know what I want, all right? Like, let's just just give Hedge what he wants. It's uh, it's funny Hedge bringing up appearance because there, when Vane came out, like if you look at the stories, because we want you guys to read the stories, still go read it. When you go to you know the universe, League of Legends universe, there are some sketches, but also a portrait, a painted portrait that they did of Vane, and she's stunning, right? And we know this because. Just like Fiora in, because remember, she's a rich kid, right? So she was, they were in the same circles. So just like Fiora, when it came to the courting process, she was heavily sought after um, by, you know, men of status in Damasia. So we know Vane is a beautiful woman. Um, and that could also play into a lot of storylines um, that we've mentioned before. But all that to say is, uh, I get it, Hedge. Okay. We, we, <laughs> we understand. Thank you. You know what? Look, if y'all aren't down with the Zelina angle, go ahead and give me fan art of Vane and Fiora settling down together. You know what? (laughs) Just adding fuel to the fire. (laughs) It's like, you know what? Like, we're so done with all of these guys, like, trying to get our hands in marriage because I just want to hunt monsters and you just want to be the greatest duelist alive. Yeah. So let's just get married. Like, why can't two girlfriends just get married? You know? Like, I... Like, why can't they just get married and give Hetch fan art? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we know Damasi doesn't even like magic, much less. <laughs> All right, we've had fun with this one. Um, so, you know, thanks. And we're going to have more fun. So, obviously, thanks for listening. But the next episode we're going to do is, is something unique that we're going to try for the first time, in which we're going to go through some cards um, that we've mentioned in the previous episode from Runeterra, uh, compile a story and tell it to you guys as if we were just doing a story normally and see how that works. And then we would like to know if you guys like that type of episode. Um, so with that, it'll, oh, go ahead. it'll be quick. Even if you don't like it, at oh, least yeah. give it a listen. Cause you know, like we're, we, we want it to be, you know, in a bite size because it's something that we do want to do. Uh, but we also don't want to waste your time if you don't like it. So, yeah, okay. you, know? you have the option to skip. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know what? I, I apologize for the request of fan arts. Galio did not die for our sins. Like, for me to talk like this. He did not die for the Demacian sins. <laughs> with that, thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with the next episode. Yeah, take care, everybody.